0: I told you that I would be bringing 3-6 Daily back when baseball comes back. And we all know by now baseball comes back this weekend. Technically, it's been back thanks to summer camp, which I can't tell is a smart play on words or the most annoying thing that baseball has done. Now, I know it's not the most annoying thing baseball has done because yesterday I got to watch some Orioles baseball. And I was reminded of one of the worst things Major League Baseball has ever done. So we're going to get into all that and uh, a little bit more today as it's the first, I'm going to call this the first episode of the 2020 revamped 336 Daily coming at you on Monday morning, July 20th. All right, so yesterday I did get to watch some Orioles baseball as they had their exhibition with the Phillies was on the MLB.tv app. Now I think all you in Birdland, many of you, I think we've established that Birdland is more than just Baltimore and Maryland, but it's wherever Oriole fans are. So way down here in Florida, I am still in Birdland. But I'm also out of the M. Masson, range or whatever, so there was no blackout for me. I believe you guys probably fell into a blackout area for that. So, What'd you miss? You missed exhibition baseball. You missed uh, a couple good plays in the outfield. You missed a home run. You missed baseball wearing masks. But it brings to the bigger picture of what the Orioles have done this season and how the Orioles, compared to other teams, are handling this transition and this uh, situation with COVID and all. Because I think the Orioles are handling it terribly. And I guess it's because they don't really care about winning this season so they also don't really care about fan engagement and presentation and Really, anything. They just want to get through this year, get another draft pick, and move on. Because the Orioles, they're not doing anything. They're... You're seeing, I watch Yankees-Mets on Saturday night, and the Mets have cardboard cutouts in the fan stands. That's fun. Uh, I believe it's the Giants who has the cardboard cutouts in the fan, for fans to buy, and you can have your own cardboard cutout in the stadium. That is fun. That is taking notes from the KBO, which we've all been watching. The Orioles do not have that. I haven't heard yet of anything cool that the Orioles are doing that will make the TV broadcast looking better. In fact, they took a step backwards by re- announcing this weekend that all the names that you're used to on the Masson broadcast will not be on the and broadcast and that it'll mostly be. Uh, Scott Garceau and Ben McDonald and no Gary Thorne and Jim Palmer now they say those guys might check in through Zoom or FaceTime or whatever from their homes but it's kind of weird that we're going to have a baseball season without Gary Thorne and Jim Palmer and no Rick Dempsey on the postgame show no Tom Davis um, so that's going to be weird and that's something that the Orioles kind of seem to just sneak that announcement in this weekend like Just letting people know before everyone freaks out, but we also don't really, not proud of this moment. And I got to wonder, is this an opt-out thing? Is this a limit to number of people and protocols and uh, those guys who have been around forever not want to deal with that stuff? Or is this the Orioles trying to save some money again and say, well, let's not really spend much money. Let's just let these guys do the broadcast and be done with it. Don't know doesn't really matter because it's what we've got. Now, I mentioned at the top of the show that baseball, when watching the game yesterday, reminded me of the worst thing that they have done. And I'm gonna talk today about some of the changes that I like that baseball have done. But here's the worst thing they did. Summer camp, 2020, they brought back all of the uniforms from spring training, 2020. And if you remember, there's a big problem with the Orioles uniform in Spring Train in 2020. It is the worst hat ever designed for the Oriole bird. Like, I see all the stupid... Well, I guess I already gave... I guess just by using the word stupid, I let you guys know immediately how I feel about all the amateur-made jerseys for the Ravens and the Orioles and cross-colors and if your baseball team was a Game of Thrones team and this and that and all the fan mock-ups and none of them are good. But this thing that Major League Baseball came up where it's the Oriole Bird with the swing and bat logo with the Oriole Bird face like stamped right on top of it is the ugliest hat I've ever seen. I would never purchase that. I'm not, in Bird, I'm not in Baltimore anymore, so you guys got to tell me. It's definitely something I would have been looking for if, we were go- if Camden Yards was open, is does anyone actually spend money to buy that ugly thing that the players are being forced to wear for these games? It's no good. It just isn't. Now, a couple changes that Major League Baseball made going into this season. The DH rule, American League and National League DH, it just makes sense since we're going to have so many games uh, crossing over with American League and National League this year. But the real question is, and I'm sure we need to get to this on 336 at some point, is, is this the end of the DH? I am a baseball purist. I like to say don't change the game. Leave it how it is. But we got to know that the DH has been inevitably coming. So I think this is the last of it. It's the end. we've seen it. I love the idea of a manager having to take pitch and batting into account on how to manage a game and decisions to make late in games. But we all know this makes sense for better baseball because you put a better batter at the plate. You get rid of this hole, it's easier to pitch in the National League because you only got to face eight real batters, um, and the players' union loves it because it means you can, st- you can play longer if you move into that DH rule. So, sure, we will see. I believe this is the end of it. Now, the other rule change this year that I want to talk about as a baseball purist that I am is this man starting on second base in extra innings. And I'll tell you, when, the, when Major League Baseball announced this, or when they announced, I guess, that they were doing research in this, and then when they announced it, I thought this was horrible. I hated it. It didn't make sense. We've been playing baseball for decades without this rule, and we've been fine. We all love the 18-inning game. We love the fact that anything can happen in those extra innings. But then I think more about it. And I love the man starting on second base. Because I, when you're in extra innings, what's the most exciting part of extra innings? When you get a man on base. That's when you wake up. That's when you cheer. That's when you're into it. So why not start every extra inning with that excitement where suddenly it's all on the line immediately? It's, your defense has to step it up. Your pitching's got to step it up. There's pressure on the bat. You got to get that guy in. And don't worry, if you get that guy in, if the, if the pitcher gives up a hit and that guy scores or a bunt and then a hit and that guy scores, don't worry about it. Because on the bottom half of the inning, your team gets to go up to the plate with a man on second and you get to try the same thing. You get all the excitement now on your side of the ball as well. I'm all in for starting a man on second base. I think it's going to just add excitement to extra innings that you could still have an 18-in-in game, sure. It just means that you're probably going to see a lot more runs scored in extra innings. But that's exciting. That's what we want. We we don't want to go up there. What sucks when you're watching extra innings? If your team goes to the plate and hits three balls and three outs, that's no fun. So let's start with excitement. Let's put it all on the line right away. I'm all for this. Final takeaway from yesterday's game was Tom Eshelman pitched. He stepped up because of soreness or no arm fatigue for John Means. Now, that's a little scary because John Means was just announced our opening day starter. He's going to start on Friday night for the Orioles, we think. But arm fatigue puts all that in question, right? I guess arm fatigue is better than no announcement whatsoever like we had with Dwight Smith Jr and Anthony Santander earlier this year, I guess we've learned that no announcement means coronavirus, which is concerning. So, arm fatigue, we'll have to see what that means. Tom Ashman had a great performance in Philadelphia on Sunday night. Five innings, four hits, scoreless. Um, that makes him an interesting candidate for this rotation. I, and who knows, right now he's on the right amount of rest that Tom Eshelman could be the opening day starter. That really sounds odd, doesn't it? Strange. But why not? It's a weird season. If John Means can't do it, eh, go ahead and let Tom do it. Put Eshelman up there and we'll see what happens. Because uh, after all, it's a weird season. Nobody knows what's going to happen. So you might as well just have fun with all of this. Anyway, This is the new 336 Daily. I think it's going to be about 10 to 15 minutes. I should say 5 to 15 minutes every day. And uh, hit me up on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Soroka. Follow Section 336 at Section 336 Show. And spread the word. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's now the home for Section 336, 336 Daily, and Film Study with Ken McCusick because it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Everything you want in one place. You can record and edit on the website or the app. If you don't know what you're doing with audio, no problem. And they take care of the distribution. They get you onto iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Spotify, all that stuff. And again, they'll help you monetize it with little ads like this. So go ahead and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Birdland Sports, for fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com.